Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we most certainly are Ridiculously Ridiculously Bored. David. How the fuck are you doing, Michael? I am well. This is episode number 69. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. How did we not have something planned for this episode around the number? God, I feel like we missed it. Yeah, well, this is Gronk's favorite episode. If you don't know who uh, Gronk is, he's a football player. Him and his brothers have shown that you can grow up, but not uh, you can grow old, but not up. Um, they've made a living out of being knuckleheads. So much so that a couple of years ago when he was thinking about retiring, he actually said, look, if I retire, I have 69 career touchdowns. (laughs) 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 That's what he actually did in his interview. He's a man's man. (laughs) Speaking of men's men, I was just looking through my, uh, my, my news feed and apparently a guy on a flight from Seattle to Phoenix masturbated four times. Uh, in front of the, the the gal that was that was sitting next to him in the seat. Now, just a quick question: the last time I came out there, um, it didn't mention me by name, did it? <laughs> it did not. It did not. But four times. I mean, come on. Seattle to Phoenix is a th- three-hour flight. I want to oh, say two and a half-hour flight. Fuck off! You're the one who talked about every fifteen minutes. <laughs> I said it's possible every yeah. fifteen minutes. Who really wants to, though? Clearly, this guy did. I don't think he understands that the Mile High Club does not mean alone in your seat. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Is there really a definition for it? The uh, Apparently, she took photographs of it, and uh, when he fell asleep, showed them to the, uh, the flight staff, and he was arrested when they got off the plane. Yeah, because he fell asleep, right? Like, look, you're doing that four times. I guarantee you, you're falling asleep. Oh, I would have been done after the first one. I would have been passed out. That's why I'm like, come on, a two-and-a-half-hour flight? Four times? Really? Four naps. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he did it. He fell asleep for five minutes. Got woke up. Went for round two. All right. So so here's here's another did one. Did it say well, his well, age? Did it say his age? He's got to be a young man. Hold on, hold on. I, I can get it here. Young man. He was. Let's see. It did not say his age. Right. They did. They did actually say his name though, which is it's pretty pretty wrong to publish his name in the article. But hey, you know what? You get you get busted for doing that. You're uh, you're you're bound to take some grief. Yeah, let, let's let's talk about wrong. Which is more wrong, to put his name in an article or to jerk off four times on a oh, plane? Oh, clearly to put his name in an article. <laughs> Here's the next article down. Mom mauled by three dogs has to be re-sedated after waking from a coma to learn she has no arms and no colon. Come on. So which is worse there, right? Like, And how do you find out you have no colon, right? Because clearly, like, how, how do you know? Well, that's the thing. Nobody knows. But when you have no arms, everybody knows. That is true. (laughs) Oh, here's the best part. They put together a a GoFundMe for her, and it's already raised over $170,000. Wow. I'd sell my colon for $170,000. Oh, I would sell my colon in a heartbeat. I don't know. Can you live without a colon? You can just use, like, uh, you take one of those uh, paper towel you know, the little cardboard and inside the paper towel roll. You can just stuff it up there. Same thing, right? No? Just me? Yes. I think that's the same thing the guy used to jerk off with in the plane. <laughs> so <laughs> I, Christ. speaking of not living with a colon, when, when I was younger, GQ's 
girlfriend at the time, wife eventually. It's, it's Sugar Daddy. We don't we don't call Sorry. him GQ anymore. Sugar Daddy's eventual wife is a nurse, and her sister was studying to be a nurse. And I'm not looking to pick on her sister. Pick on her. But I wouldn't trust her sister to put a Band-Aid on me, let alone be a nurse. <laughs> and it came to a head where, unfortunately, uh, Sugar Daddy's wife, Sugar Baby, Sugar Daddy, which is he? Sugar Daddy. No, Sugar he's Daddy's, definitely not a baby. Sugar Daddy's, he only dates him. <laughs> uh, Sugar Daddy's wife, wa- mother got sick, right? And she had liver problems. And so they were, you know, talking about all the different options. And the sister-in-law, Sugar Daddy's sister-in-law, says to the mother, here's what I'll do. I'll give you my liver so you can live, and then I'll live as well. So immediately I'm like, what is, does that what work? Is, what does that mean? I'm like, first of all, you have one liver, um, which has become a running joke. El Guapo says all the time, my second liver. He says that randomly uh, for no reason at all. So one, I think this soon-to-be nurse thought she had two livers. That's part one. Part two is she didn't know that, and she knew you had one. So the question becomes, if I can live without a liver, why can't you just live without a liver? <laughs> like, why do I need to give you my liver for you to live and then me not right, to have right. a liver? <laughs> so there's clearly a flaw somewhere in that discussion. But, yeah, she became a nurse. How do you like that? So speaking of uh, out of town, I am literally – Getting on a plane in like ten hours to to go to Cabo. Yeah, you I'm say that like it's excited. something different now. This is your granted when you go to Vegas you drive, but this is your fourth trip in four weeks, right? Yeah, but they haven't all been vacations. Like the first one was a work trip to Vegas, uh, and it was kind of a vacation. Like we didn't have a whole lot of meetings and stuff like that, um, but there were obligations. And then the second one again was Vegas, but it was, you know, my daughter's 21st birthday, which was awesome, but I'm not going to go get shitty in front of my daughter and her boyfriend. So, I mean, you know, it's pretty tame. Um, and this one is Cabo with all of my coworkers. So I shouldn't say all of my coworkers. This is like the chairman's club type thing where it's all like the top salespeople. I am not one of them. I just happen to be on the executive team. So I get to go for free, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's I'm I'm looking forward to being either on a beach or in a pool for eight hours a day and not having any obligations. So these are all going to be coworkers around you, right? Correct, and their wives and so are, and husbands. Are you really going to unwind that much with all these coworkers? Yeah, we uh, we ironically we've all become pretty good because we go on so many trips together. We've become pretty good friends. In fact. My wife and one of my coworkers' wives are now like practically best friends. Like we've done every time I go out to Chicago or she goes out to Chicago, we always end up staying with them. So like as a result, we've all become pretty close. So they're also going to be on this trip. So it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a really good time. And it's an all-inclusive resort. Like everything is prepaid. So uh, yeah. So speaking of livers or lack thereof, I may not have one in a week. Yeah, see, look, I don't, I'm not a big drinker anyway at like work events. Like, well, hold on. No, I said all no inclusive. Shot. That includes food as well. Okay. That, that you'd have me. You no, have me. I was speaking hello. your language, right? Yes. That's how, <laughs> that's how you got me. That's how the, uh, my wife got me on the boat. Because <laughs> she's like, oh, you know, you we can, can buy these drink passes. I'm like, I couldn't give a shit about that. She's like, you know, there's 24 hour buffets. I'm like, and. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, so I want to bring back a fact and a falsehood. I want to do one more. We haven't done that in a while. It and was I fun liked, until it wasn't fun because I kept on getting them all wrong. No, see that? See that's where you're wrong. That's where it became fun. <laughs> <laughs> fun for one of us. This is this is where two people can be looking at the same thing and have totally different interpretations of it. It's like art, but with uh, humor. All right. So you ready? Yes. Hit me with a fact and a falsehood. All right. So let me give you the two of them, and then you can ask a couple questions. One, I pretended to be my own twin to get out of a fight. Two, I don't wear a wedding ring because I've lost it over three times already. I've never known you to be a person to avoid a fight. In fact, when we go out, I'm usually having to warm up before we go out because you usually start a fight. Oh, hold on. Let's let's back off a little bit. <laughs> I, I don't go out ready to rumble, though I think that's trademarked, so I don't know if I can even say that. No, but I do because... You don't go out ready to rumble, but you run your mouth and usually end up getting us into some sort of a fight. Yes. But one of my favorite stories about that, as an aside, we were at a bar. I was with Hot Chocolate. I said something to a guy. <laughs> Hot Chocolate was standing right next to me. Didn't say anything. Just turned to the side and put his drink down and <laughs> yeah. turned back around to see what the guy's response was going to be. And then the guy laughed and he was like, oh, okay. And he went and turned around and he grabbed his drink again because he was like, I had to get ready, man. I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, that's pretty much every uh, every weekend in Vegas with you. <laughs> so, so see, now, now I got to call you out. The one time <laughs> that we got police escorted to our room, that's right, you heard that correct, police escorted was because you thought you were fucking Jackie Chan with the waitress and the water bottles. No, so, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was. And it was our you, old. You chopped down a gag. sign. Well, I, the the sign, the roundhouse kick to the sign, probably didn't need to happen. I think that's what put us on the radar. Correct. Because you know there's cameras every freaking sixteen inches in a in a casino. I think that put us on the radar, and uh, as a result, they had a bunch of people just kind of waiting in the wings, pretending like they were playing slots, but they were really waiting to stop us. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I did. I did swat a uh, bottle of water out of a waitress's hand because she was giving it to you and not me. I can see, I can see the security being like, "Look, we're gonna follow these guys, but they're not gonna be stupid to do something else, right?" <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a casino. This place has twenty-four hour surveillance. Like, I can literally tell you what brand of underwear he's wearing. They're not gonna. Oh, wait, he did something else. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are so disturbed by that story. They just because I'm usually pretty reserved. And, uh, you know, and I don't like not being in control. And that, that night we were out of control. That was the, that was the night where at like 6 PM, I'm like, come on, let's just, let's have a hangover night. Just one night, just like the hangover movie where we black out and we have no idea what happened last night. That was that night. That night, I, I believe, and I could be wrong here. I think that was the worst I'd ever been except for when I passed two parts of the CPA exam. (laughs) <laughs> when I passed two parts of the CPA exam, I my dad heard me call some people, and I'm like, we got to do something. I'm like, I don't know what we got to do, but we got to do something. This is a big deal because for people who aren't accountants, one, good for you. Two, <laughs> you the old days, you had to pass two of the four parts, and a lot of people had trouble passing two at the same time. And the passing grade was 75, and there was plenty of people who was like 74 on one, 
75 on another, and so constantly failing. So to pass two is important. Now you can pass one at a time, and it's all computer-driven and shit, and you can actually take it now every month. Um, in the old days, I know I sound like an old man, but in the old days, you could only take it once every six months. And it took you three months to get your grades. So you took it in February. What, did they fucking hand-check that shit? Yeah, they didn't get... They didn't. Sorry, you took it in November. You didn't get your grades till February, and the next one was in May. So that was the cycle. So I passed two. It was February. Called up a couple friends, couple uh, cousins and stuff, and I'm like, I don't, we got to do something. Let's let's go out for a little. We went out. I got absolutely obliterated. So we went, thankfully, we went to a local bar where we knew the owners, which probably helped me not get arrested because at one point somebody told me I made the the bathroom. I want to say like it looked like a Jackson Pollock, but that makes it sound like I jizzed all over the place. But just like I threw <laughs> toilet paper all over the place, fucking ripped the hand soap off the wall, I was gone. When we were getting served drinks at the bar, after I was done with each shot, I was like zipping it off the bar <laughs> like with the glass and so broke a couple glasses, things like that. And then, I, and I might have told this before, I don't remember. Then um, we we went home and so now I'll explain what I thought happened, and then my sober cousin, who was the driver, explained to me later what actually happened. I thought we stopped in the front of the house. I walked to the backyard, let myself in, and went to bed. And when I went to bed, I went to t- untie my shoes or, or take off my socks or something, and I started getting sick, and I threw up. What actually happened was my cousin had to basically carry me into the house, Jesus. right? Basically poured me in the door and left because he didn't want to run into my dad. <laughs> I threw up right in the kitchen. Oh. Um, and then at some point, I ended up in the bathtub. I, I'm sure I've told you the story. Maybe not on the podcast, but I'm well, sure i Well, that's told amazing you the story. because I'm going to call you out, you little bitch, because when I ended up in the bathtub that night at the Paris Hotel where we got <laughs> escorted to our rooms, you never fucking let me live it down. Yes. But I just tried to nap in the bathtub. <laughs> and so my dad, I still lived at home. It was six months out of college. So I lived at home for a year before you stabbed me in the back and didn't move in with me. Ouch. Um, so I, I, he came to wake me up in the bathtub. And the one thing I do remember is I was telling him, no, no, I'm totally comfortable here. Just leave me here till the morning. Wake me up at seven. I got to go to work. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not leaving you in the fucking bathtub. So I wake up the next morning in my room. Totally different outfit than I had on the night before. So my parents had to change oh, a fucking geez. 20-something-year-old man. I woke up with knitted boots that my grandmother used to make on my feet. Don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> they just thought it was fun. And I found out from my dad that piecing the puzzle together, in the process of falling into the bathtub, I kicked the sink off the wall. Oh, and broke shit. The, I would have broke been the so pissed if I was your dad. <laughs> Oh, he, and he was. <laughs> so it's funny because, so that Let's was Let's hope a, you take those test results and get a good job because you're going to yeah. need to pay me back, bitch. <laughs> the day that I did it, he actually didn't say anything because he, he knew how important the exam was. He basically knew how fucking wrecked I was. He probably thought it was a waste of time. And um, he, he waited till Saturday when he couldn't get the pipe to stop leaking. That's when he let me have it. Yeah. That was all, all, uh, all <laughs> Once he was. confirmed it was fucked. So, sorry, we've digressed. (laughs) Quite a bit. The fact and the falsehood. Pretended to be my own twin to get out of a fight, and I don't wear a wedding ring because I lost it over three times. 
You have some stubby fingers. I don't think you'd be able to get your ring off in order to lose it. So that one seems like a, a weird kind of throw in there. So you think I'm one of those people that like the doctor has to cut off their ring if they ever need to do something because it's so <laughs> fucking... My wife's going to kill me for telling this story. She's she's thin. I want to start there. I have to start there. Otherwise, I'll get in trouble. I have to start there. <laughs> she gained. She had a really tight engagement. No, not the engagement ring. The actual wedding ring. And she gained maybe four pounds. Like, literally, that's how much of a difference it is on her. You know, somebody who's not that much over 100. Four or five pounds is a lot, right? Like me, I could take a massive shit in the morning and I'd be five pounds lighter. Um, she, <laughs> she had to get her and get, uh, her wedding ring cut off because it was stuck. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, she had to go to a guy to cut it off. So, you're, 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 I can't believe you told that story. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen. I'm good. Um, anybody who knows her, I'd appreciate you not bringing that up ever, <laughs> just for the record. <laughs> so, do you want to ask any questions about pretending to be my own twin or about the wedding ring other than saying I got fat stubby when, fingers. when did this pretending to be your own twin happen alright I was a teenager okay. and I was at a beach and a guy came over to me and said I heard you were talking shit to my other brother and my sister and basically something to the effect of you think you're the man I'm going to kick your fucking ass and I'm like dude I have no idea what you're talking about and then his brother and sister were near him. And he's like, these two, you were talking to them earlier. I'm like, uh, no, it wasn't me. I'm like, just so you know, I have a twin brother who's here too. I'm like, it had to be him. And, you know, after a little bit of, oh, uh, what? The guy bought it and left. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, and where, where exactly did you lose these the three rings? Uh, once driving in the car, mm -hmm. once doing yard work, mm -hmm. once on a roller coaster. On a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. I was yeah. like, "Wee, whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of think you you make you make this shit up, and then both of them are false. But you're just going to tell me, regardless of what I say, that the other one is false. <laughs> I'm thinking you're making this shit up. Um. All right, Michael. I will. I will go with the uh, the truth is the ring story because I've never seen you wear a ring. All right. So. The truth is I pretended to be my own twin to get out of a fight and it worked. <laughs> so as you mentioned, the I do take some sort of a truth and spin it a little bit. Mm -hmm. The person who keeps losing his wedding ring, his nickname is Patch and he lived across the street from you. He has lost his wedding ring many, many times. And one or two of the options I gave, that's how he's lost them. Really? <laughs> yeah. So when he's was the, the last one. time you spoke with him? Your aunt, your QAnon crazy aunt, I'm guessing. Who um, listens to this? Thank you. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just guessing. You never told me it's her, but it's her. <laughs> I know her well enough. It's her. <laughs> never said it was anybody. <laughs> uh, true. That's, that's actually very true. That is a truth. David has told that truth. Um, <laughs> she and I, for some reason, got together once, not too long ago, maybe seven years ago. That's long ago. <laughs> well, not when you're almost 50. Mm. Um, and she was like, oh, we're I think, weren't you in town when we went to the guy's house in like... Yeah, but that was that was a long time ago. Does that longer than seven years? Um, I don't know. That yeah. time when we got together with him, which is the first time I've seen him since we were kids, mm -hmm. he was telling the story about how he keeps losing his ring, so he just stopped fucking buying expensive ones. Oh, jeez. Yeah. 
I have uh, I stopped wearing like my real ring, which is like platinum. Um, I bought like a ten pack of like these rubber rings on Amazon.com, and I fucking love them. Like, because the, I was constantly like twiddling with the metal ring. I broke my uh, my ring finger. Uh, when we were kids playing basketball, I jammed it against the ball. And as a result, my knuckle is like two sizes bigger than the rest of my finger. So I have to get an extra large ring in order to get it over the knuckle. And then it just kind of floats around all day. So it annoys the shit out of me with these rubber rings. I can get a ring that can be tight and fit normally past the knuckle. And it just stretches to go around the knuckle. And it's freaking amazing. Like I, it, I become a habit, like I'll buy like a 10 pack of them and I'll leave a couple in my car in case I forget it when I go out, I'll put some in my wife's purse in case, you know, we're out somewhere and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot my ring, I'll just grab one. It's pretty funny. I've seen you in the car where we leave the house and you're like, oh shit, I forgot my ring and you just open the glove compartment yeah, and yeah. you put one on. I've seen you do that. <laughs> do um, Can we change the story though instead of you broke your finger as a kid and I'll give you two options. <laughs> You were picking your nose and somebody punched your nose and that's how you broke your finger. Yeah. Or, um, which is a term I love and you and Sugar Daddy make fun of me for it, finger blasting. You were finger blasting somebody and you broke your finger. I hate that. I hate that term. I love it's that term. It's so bad. It's, so, it's, so, it's, it's, it's like a 12-year-old. Exactly. It's so um, crude. I love it. It's just such a great term. It's, and I have to give credit to Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr is the one who says that a lot on his... Uh, Comedy tours. I just I just love that term. It just makes me oh, laugh. Oh, okay. Right. Well, when your daughter gets old enough to be finger blasted, uh, well, I don't think you're no, going to love it anymore. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> so I know future ex-wife topics are off the table. My daughter getting finger blasted is 100% off the table. Well, I'm just saying, when you're a dad, any term that, that could be applied to your daughter becomes pretty, uh, pretty gross pretty quick. So have you... So since your daughter has been in a long-term relationship, now we're going to get, now we're going to make you uncomfortable, bitch. Since <laughs> your daughter's possible. in a long curve, long-term relationship, I have no mm -hmm. idea why that word was so hard to say, and she is of legal age, yeah. has she ever told you that like she's had sex? Uh, not in so many words. Like... I mean, my daughter and I have a relationship kind of like you and I have a relationship. There aren't a whole lot of topics that are off the table. Okay. Right? So we joke around, we laugh, we, you know, we, we're pretty crude when it comes to our humor. I mean, she's a mini me, so I mean, it makes perfect sense. Um, but not in so many words where she'll be like, oh, hey, I was screwing my boyfriend the other day. And <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's a given. I mean, she's had multiple long-term relationships. So, and to be honest with you, the the minute she turned 18, I stopped caring. Like, a, as a parent, it was like, okay, my job is done. Like, I got her to this point. I've given her all the tools that she needs to succeed. And, you know, the rest is on her. If she makes good decisions, fantastic. I'll take credit for it. If she makes bad decisions, it was her mom's fault. <laughs> you know... <laughs> Did uh did your like parents and maybe did you as well? Did your parents ever like give you condoms when you were growing up and like? Cause, look, there's no birds and the bees discussion with my parents. It was yeah, same same with mine. You know, go um, go find it from the kids on the street. Did your parents? Ever no, condoms? they didn't. They didn't. In fact, I stole condoms from my dad. Um, because apparently my parents didn't have sex a whole lot, so like you know he had a stash. 
And I guess if you're having sex a lot, you would notice if the, you know, the number of them starts mm-hmm. to dwindle. They didn't, and uh, they didn't. They didn't notice. And then, but ironically, after I moved away to college, my mom wanted to turn my bedroom into like a living room, right? Because she had turned the living room into like this formal dining room that she never had. Which so, side note? Formal dining room was furniture that didn't fit. Yeah, and it was. It was way too big for the room. She changed her room into a living room with furniture that didn't fit. <laughs> Well, I mean, you can probably back me up on this. I think I left for school on a Friday. Like by Monday, that shit was like, my room was like completely torn apart. Yeah. <laughs> like she couldn't wait. Yeah. And the air conditioner in the wall, you had to lower one of the chairs because it, yeah. it was hitting the back of the chair. You couldn't get it. Yeah, um, it was pretty funny. But anyways, what I was saying is when she cleaned my room out, I guess she had found a bunch of condom wrappers like stuffed between where the bed was and the wall. And she was like really angry. And I'm like, serious? Like freaking teenage boy. <laughs> what do you expect? Look, that shit doesn't end. I've told stories where my dad has gotten mad at me 30 years later when he found something out because yeah. I got over on him as a kid. Him, and I'm yeah. like, are you fucking kidding me? So <laughs> two things I found in my parents' room growing up. They'd never given me condoms. Never had the birds and the bees talk, sex, none of that stuff. Um, found his... Playboy stash, found that at one point. Um, and the other thing was, I didn't just find like a couple condoms. And look, I guess you, it's, I, I don't know, it's weird to say, but maybe it's a good thing your parents didn't have that much sex, right? Because you don't want to think about that. I found a fucking bag that you would see at the Playboy mansion <laughs> of condoms in his room. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> Because he used to have a bag of candy in his room. I thought you were going to say you found like a bag of toys, which would be like the worst. No. No. (laughs) I have a friend who um, her daughter, and again, they were adults. You know, my friend was 50, I guess. Her Uh daughter was 25. Her daughter found the mom's bag of toys. Uh Uh-huh. And it's an awesome thing. Instead of making a big deal about it, she just took them all, hid them, and put a crucifix in the bag of toys. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> to be like, go find Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so a kid finding their parents' bag of toys, I guess, is probably tr- pretty traumatic to them. A parent finding their child's bag of toys is probably ten jealousy? times worse. <laughs> jealousy. <laughs> I don't think jealousy. No. Oh no! I, I'd um, be mortified. No, the, the whole thing with like you know walking in on my parents having sex and stuff like that—that's happened when I was growing up. And, you know, once in Italy where we were in a small fucking room and my dad just decided, decided he needed to get his nut off that day. And they had sex with me in the bed fucking next to them. Not in the bed, but I was in a bed next to right the next bed, to right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's, it's shit like that. horrible. For me on the other side, like my wife and I, and again, first of all, it's like, you know, shooting womp rats in, uh, on Tantooine. <laughs> or you know, blowing up the Death Star to, to for the kids to bust us. It's not that frequent of an occasion, but it's like we make sure the fucking door is locked. We make sure like if we're in the bedroom versus like say the bathroom or something, we have fucking music on. Like we are so self conscious of that. Like the kids maybe walking in on like us or seeing something. Really? Yeah. Is your? I mean, I know your wife doesn't listen, but does does she know that you fairly frequently bring up how often you guys have sex? You think it's a surprise to her? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not a surprise to her, but I don't know. I was just curious. Uh, I, to be honest, I don't know. But oh. look, 
change, change your habits, and I won't have to talk about it. Oh, I could Jesus. come to the podcast and be like, I got fucked Monday, I got fucked Tuesday, I got fucked. That's not going to happen. <laughs> so until then, <laughs> right, truth right. to power. As I've told you, this is a uh, verbal diary for my kids at some point, which probably a bad follow up considering I what we just talked about. I believe that you honestly think that your kids are going to want to listen past the first five minutes of every episode when you get older as a diary oh no no hold on i hope i'm not around (laughs) (laughs) i hope it's after i'm long gone they realize hey this is a way some of the youtube ones to still see my dad and these to still hear my dad tell stories then i actually think it's different you don't think they're gonna think wow my dad was just really fucked up in the head i'm hoping they think that before i go (laughs) (laughs) like i hope they realize like yeah, my dad's different than a lot of the other dads. Like the way he fucks around, the way he jokes around, the stories he tells, the his fact sense that he has of humor. No filter. Yeah, like I hope I hope they appreciate that. And look, one of the things I see in my son is a lot of me, and I've said this before, and I do swear by this. Him being so similar to me has made me hate me, because I'm like <laughs> I, I got to fucking deal with this all the time, and I'm like other people got to be thinking of the same thing with me. <laughs> So, Welcome to my world. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's actually been rather interesting, and my wife has no idea what to do. Like, I, I'm, I'd hate to tell you this, but your son is a funnier, smarter version of you. Oh, he's definitely he's definitely smarter. The biggest difference is growing up, I had no filter, and I didn't give a fuck what you thought. I've actually, believe it or not, gotten better at that, <laughs> um, which is which would surprise people. He is pretty funny but he does care what you think so he gets upset quickly no yeah. so if he makes a joke that is a little bit off color off topic insensitive and you react to it he'll actually get upset that he said it right. when i would have been like fuck toughen up bitch like you yeah know, that's the biggest difference <laughs> between him and i yeah i can i can see that well that's good so he's got a little, a little bit of goodness from your wife and, and all the bad from you Yes, perfect. So last episode, somebody mentioned to me in sarcastic way, they thought it was a feel-good episode because we talked about death, potential death, things like that. How did you feel episode 68 was? I was depressed. I I guess I can see how someone would see that because you had been through something really traumatic, right? And you kind of talked about it. I kind of gave an update on my dad, which wasn't the best news in the world, but you and I still find the humor in that. So yes. I, can, I can see how people can say, okay, you know what? The, the, the world's kind of crumbling around them, but they still manage to, one, make time for the podcast, but two, like talk about it and not completely break down. Yeah. And that, that's one of the things that like when we're discussing things is we always try to find the funny, no matter what it is. Yeah. Right? And I think that's important. You have to. Uh, yeah, I mean, the world is too fucked up a place, especially right now. There's just too much, too many bad people, too many, too much bad shit going on to, to, you know, harbor all that resentment and hate. Got to find the funny, man. Got to find the funny. So with that, because we are doing a little bit of a short episode because you got things to do. It's actually late for me. Um, do you have anything else you want to get across before we go? Did you want to do that one crazy question? You wrote it down. We might as well. We got a few minutes. All right, you sure? Yeah, we're bringing we're bringing the one crazy question back for all of the the uh, the old schoolers that were listening to us. Uh, I don't know, sixty some odd epi- episodes ago, we used to do this thing every episode 
where we, you know, we just threw out a question there and it was usually something that would end up being ridiculously embarrassing when you answered it. And uh, it kind of stuck and we did it for a good 20 episodes before we moved on, huh? So, yeah. So <laughs> I got to pull back the curtain here a little bit. So let me start with, we keep a list in OneNote, pretty small. And I don't wear my glasses when we record because I don't like the way it feels with my headphones on. So I copy the notes to a Word document and I make it like 20 font so I can read it without my fuck. glasses on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you wear your glasses while you do this, but that's beside the point. So I forgot. The reason why I actually avoided the one crazy question is I put two different questions up. <laughs> I didn't realize it until now. On my notes, which are the 20 font, it says, have we ever talked about when you lost your virginity? <laughs> Which I'm like, there's no way he's going to answer that based on the other things he said. <laughs> I, and the, I, wouldn't, I would talk about that. I don't have right. a problem and talking about the, that. And then the one crazy question in the actual OneNote notes is, what's one food that you will never order at a restaurant and why? So let's tease. Let's tease the next episode. The next episode, we will talk about how you lost your virginity. And then we'll talk and, and about how you how lost you, yours too, right? This isn't yes, a one-way yeah. question. Okay. <laughs> It was at the same time. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and and then we'll talk about the time you actually were with a girl. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll tease that for next episode. That'll be the one crazy question for next episode. So one food that uh, David, I would never order at a restaurant, and why? Um, does it have to, is it, does it have to be like a food that I would normally eat and just won't order it at a restaurant because I don't like restaurants or the way they prepare it? Or is it so just, you, you know what the best part of one crazy question is? There's no rules. It so matter. it can be something like, oh, I make the best chicken parm. I don't order chicken parm at a restaurant cause it's never as good as mine. Or it could be, um, I'm not eating chicken parm cause the last 12 times I dropped it on my tie. Like whatever the reason yeah. is, whatever your I cookie have, crazy um, reason is. Along those lines, and not to brag, but I'm, I'm, I'm Italian, and I make a pretty fucking good pasta and a pasta sauce, right? Um, one of my favorite dishes in the world is ravioli, cheese raviolis. I do have a really hard time ordering cheese raviolis because of that, what you just said. 99% I, I, of the time, I'm very disappointed and uh, it, and if it's not fresh, like fresh pasta, like if it's frozen and, and thrown into a pot of boiling water, uh, I won't I won't do it. So, but if I'm at an Italian restaurant and it says on the menu like homemade fresh pasta, I will order it almost 100% of the time, regardless of what else is on the menu, you know, that I might like, because I've just I love like ever since I started making my own pasta, I can't go back to like the store bought like you know, pasta that's hard as a rock and you, yeah, you know, you gotta, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, in, in a pinch I'll do it. And when I'm lazy, I'll do it. But fresh pasta is three worlds better than anything I've ever tasted in my entire life. So I really have a problem with Italian food because I feel like between, you know, how I learned and how we ate growing up, you know, you know, good Italian food, like home-cooked Italian food, it's really hard for me to, to go to an Italian restaurant, especially in the state of Arizona, and uh, and, and get it. I, I will tell you this, though. There was one couple that moved from Italy to Phoenix, and they opened up a restaurant, I want to say about three, four miles from my house, 
And unfortunately, COVID just completely fucked them and they had to close the restaurant. But it was some of the best Italian food I've ever had. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of when we grew up, like, you know, my dad made his own sauce, his own pasta, mm-hmm. his own sausage, his own this, his own. Oh, like, your he dad's made all sausage the own was shit. Yeah. fucking phenomenal. Oh, you got to cut that and put that in the opening. <laughs> 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 all right. So for me, actually, it's two things. It's it's pretty funny because it's pasta. One of them is pasta, but specifically spaghetti, angel hair, linguine. Anything that you got to wrap in a restaurant where you have the ability to accidentally whip it. Oh, yeah, because you don't like getting dirty. Yeah. I, well, this is different because this isn't even shit on my hands. This is shit all over your clothes. <laughs> so I will not eat any of those type pastas in a restaurant. And a lot of times when I see something that I like, I'm like, oh, this dish sounds awesome. Hey, instead of spaghetti, can you make it with penne? Like, and I'll ask them to change it out um, because I don't like anything that's any kind of pasta as long as stringy. I will not order at a restaurant. So, it's no secret that you Love don't like to you. eat with your hands, oh, correct? Without some sort of protection, correct. like hand condoms. Yes. All right. Since we're talking, well, about they're condoms. finger condoms or gloves. Two different things. <laughs> <laughs> There's no hand condom. Have you ever eaten at like a like a crab restaurant or a lobster restaurant? Like I've seen you cook lobster with gloves on before, but yeah. like out at like a restaurant where they have to put a bib around you and you have to dig into a bag, like a Joe's Crab Shack or one of those type places. Have you ever eaten out at one of those places? I have not in many years that I do stuff like that. Um, I'll just kind of avoid those kind of things. Uh-huh. I have brought gloves to a restaurant and used oh, Jesus. them. Did that That's once. embarrassing. Yes, it is, but it's okay for me. No, it's embarrassing. Um, we went to Maryland about 10 years ago and we got the crab where they like throw a fucking pot of crab on the table nice. and you just yeah. kind of go to town. I did that with no gloves on and the people I was with took many, took first much delight and many, many photos of, course. of the disgust in my face while I was eating some of these things. It just, <laughs> it just wasn't worth it because the whole process makes this stuff unenjoyable. So, um, no, I would avoid it. But the other thing that I won't eat at restaurants is shit where it's like, oh, you get a bad thing of this, you could die. So like blowfish is an example. I have I no that, fucking desire to try a blowfish because of the fact that supposedly, first of all, the chef who has to cut it goes through like five years of school to learn how to cut it so the poison doesn't seep into the meat or the flesh or whatever it's called on a fish. And then if it just so happens he nicked the vein, you'll die when you eat it. Like that, <laughs> I have no desire for stuff like that. That's just not for me. But So yeah. would you jump out of a plane? I would jump out of a plane. I mean... I'll do, I I don't really have, as I've gotten older, fear and stuff has crept in a little bit more, right? Yeah. Um, But I bungee jumped, well, it's been 15 years now, but I bungee jumped in my 30s um, and I enjoyed it. Did it once. That's putting putting your your trust and faith in in man's technology and someone's ability to tie a rope. These rubber bands (laughs) are good, right? Yeah, yeah, they're good. Jump. Uh, but again, it wasn't a place where they do it off a bridge. It follows my same logic of don't ride carnival rides that they put up on Friday and take down on Sunday. <laughs> I'd never jump off like a bridge where the people are like, oh, you know, nobody's looking. Let's set this up. No. I went yeah. to a place. It's a facility. It was monitored. It's there full time. You know, so hopefully the safety standards were higher. And I'm still here. So I guess it was. 
Um, but I would jump out of a plane. Like I would definitely do that once. All right. Well, I just saw a video a couple of weeks ago of somebody that uh, jumped out of a plane and their first, I think we talked about this, the first parachute mm-hmm. didn't fully open. So it was kind of like half open hanging behind them. And then the second parachute got tangled in the first parachute that hadn't fully opened. And it wasn't until he was like, you know, less than a thousand feet above the ground where it finally opened and it was still a rough landing. But I saw that and I'm like, ah, you know what? My, those days are past. I'm, I'm long past the days where I'm going to be reckless. See, I, I mean, I ride, I, drive, I ride a motorcycle, right? So that, that falls under that reckless thing all the time. So like sugar daddy always complains, like he doesn't wear a seatbelt in his car. And I've always given him a hard time for it. And look, 30 years ago, you don't want to wear a seatbelt. Don't wear a fucking seatbelt. Nobody cared. Nobody knew that was the norm. Not to mention the car didn't fucking ding the whole time you don't have a seatbelt on. (laughs) Now he doesn't wear a seatbelt and the fucking car dings. He called me the other day from his car. I think he just does that to piss you off. Yeah. He called me the other day from his car the whole time with that fucking thing dinging in the background. (laughs) So what I've done is he doesn't want to wear a seatbelt in my car either. And the first couple times I asked him, he didn't want to do it. He has now since learned what I started doing was slamming on the brakes <laughs> and intentionally making him hit the fucking dash. Oh, no. Like, I won't not even, at 60, yeah. but, like, at 10 miles an hour, I would slam on the brakes. I, I won't even take off. My mom, for the longest time, would not wear a seatbelt. She said it was uncomfortable for her. Uh, and I said, I don't care. And she says, well, what do you care if I die? I said, I, I, I don't. To be quite honest, you're a projectile. If I get sideswiped, you are going to be tossed at me at, you know, 50 miles an hour. And I, no, thank you. Like, it's it's not about you. It's about everybody else in the car that you could hurt when you get tossed around. So you're worried about my wife hearing me say that she doesn't give it up much. But, Mom, I don't care if you die in this accident. No, okay. we, we got into such a fight. I, I wouldn't start the car. I would just sit there. And I wouldn't, she's like, well, I don't want to wear a seatbelt. She would fight with me on this in my car. And I'm like, I don't care. You need to wear a seatbelt. You are a projectile if we get into an accident. It's not about you. My car is my rules. Like, I won't, same thing. You don't want to put a seatbelt on, I'm not moving. Um, Like I said, I've I've, uh, taught Sugar Daddy why he has to wear a seatbelt in my car. Um, The other side I was saying, though, but I drive a motorcycle, right, which you don't, and he gives me shit about that. He's like, you make me fucking wear a seatbelt. He's like, but you ride a motorcycle with no doors, no roof, no sides, <laughs> no airbags, nothing. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's that's one of those things. So Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? live on the edge. Yes. All right. Well, my sons are about to uh, exit the Los Angeles Lakers from the uh, NBA playoffs and uh, for the second year in a row, and I would greatly like to go see that. All right. Well, my Knicks are well outside the playoffs, so I don't need to go watch them. But with that, enjoy vacation. Thank I hope you, you get sunburn. I hope you go you. to a nude beach and burn your dick. Fuck you very much. Um, your your recently um, cut dick from you trimming it. <laughs> listen no, it's to an healed. old episode. It's fully healed. Fully listen healed. to an old episode, people, if you haven't listened yeah. to it. And, and back in action, if anyone was asking. <laughs> no one is asking. Now you're just rubbing it in my face, to be literally and figuratively. <laughs> All right, with that, Actually, I'm it's Michael. Okay, we're we're only down for about a day or two. Yeah, that's good. Because <laughs> uh, he because he, he, he broke his knuckle. He broke his knuckle <laughs> the other days. All right, with that, I'm Michael Carter, and I'm David Michael, and we are ridiculously, ridiculously bored. bored.